not going safe. It's not safe. Before you cross me, look both ways. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state. What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, and I'm back here with another one. That's right. Please help me welcome a very young, up-and-coming talent. Somebody you may know as the Blue Gremlin, or maybe, possibly maybe, you know her as Space Jesus. Either way, please help me welcome Billy Starks to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you, my dear? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm about to sit down and talk with you about all things that you and I both love, which is wrestling. Hence the name of the podcast, Straight Talk Wrestling. Actually, before we uh, went on air, we were talking about this and it was kind of funny that um, you had mentioned you had a situation where you called a move. You took a face palm into like a turnbuckle and somebody was kind of poking fun at you. But yet you've had your other friends actually get concussions or serious, more serious injuries than in wrestling. So let's talk about that right off the hop. Like, I understand that, like, wrestling is dangerous, uh, but I've been taught to protect myself and take care of my body, um, same as, like, other sports. Like, I used to be a cheerleader, and I talked about, like, uh, I'd be physically exhausted after cheerleading practice, or, like, I would do stunts with girls, and they'd kick me in the head, and it was accidents. Like, stuff happens. Um, but, like, my friend the other day, he was at baseball, and he got a concussion because he got a baseball right to the head. And it's just like mistakes like that. People think because wrestling, they label wrestling as dangerous for kids. Well, any sport's dangerous for a kid uh, at any level. And I feel like that's not seen enough. Um, so I get judged a lot because of like what I choose to do in the ring and like me and my opponent. Um, and I feel like it shouldn't. Like if you're not going to judge another grown adult doing this, you shouldn't judge me at the same time like time we're doing the exact exact same work I'm a wrestler they are a wrestler and it shouldn't seem be seen as different I don't know if it's seen different because I am younger uh I'm seen different because I'm a female I don't know I just feel like at the end of the day we're all workers we're all wrestlers and there should be no difference well said. I couldn't have put it any better words myself. And uh, age is just a number. And uh, if you want to search her age, look it up on the internet. But the fact is that she's a talent. And she's a talent that I've had my eye on for a little bit. Here in Canada, there's not a whole lot going on. We are on a serious lockdown. Uh, gray zone, red zone, yellow zone. There's so many zone <laughs> colors. I can't, I don't know what's happening. Whereas where you are in the States, there's a lot more freedom, if you will. There's a lot more uh, <laughs> off, the, uh, off the mask, if you will. Uh, certain areas like Texas, completely mask-free. No case. Yeah, that was very shocking to me. The funny thing is, like, I think the week or two before they announced that, I was in Texas wrestling, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> COVID has definitely made things challenging, but you got to take your spots where you can, and you got to work where you can. But you weren't always uh, a wrestler. You were actually a photographer for a little bit as well. I saw a post on your Instagram a couple of weeks ago. You posted some really good candid shots of photography of wrestlers. So I got to ask this, was that where the wrestling bug came from? Or was the photography a way to work into trying to get out in front of the curtain as opposed to being behind the curtain? Um, photography was honestly like my way into just making connections with people. Mm-hmm. In my head, I always wanted to be a wrestler, but I didn't think I could do it so young. So this is my way of like um, getting to know people and getting advice from others um, already in the business. So I would be well-informed when I did start. 
and I feel like that's what has helped with like my uh learning path in wrestling people talk about it a lot how I improved so quickly and I think it's more because of uh the advice that I got so early on that it would just like oh this makes sense now now that I got in the ring oh this makes sense now oh 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 and I feel like that came from the photography but when I like first decided oh I want to be a wrestler it was because uh my stepfather who's mouse wrestling adventures he's a photographer uh introduced me into wrestling and I was like oh this is it this is what I want to do like I was always like not sure completely of like what I want to do with my life and then I saw this and I was like yeah that's it that's what I want to do that's that's a great story. That's awesome. I love that. I love the fact that right away, at a, I'm 36 and I'm still trying to figure shit out. But you had a plan. You knew what was going to happen and you executed it. So talk to me about training. I mean, you started training 2018, three roughly three years ago. And um, yeah. you also had your debut in and around 2018 and you trained at Grindhouse Pro Wrestling Academy. Am I right? Yep. Okay, perfect. How was training and who trained you? And I always ask this question because I love this question because I've never taken one. How was the first bump? People always act like it's so scary. And I honestly feel like they worked me up to it really well. Uh, I started taking my first bump on a uh, burrow, which is just a person on all fours and you sit on their back and fall back. And like people get so tense. Like I think I was more excited. So I was just like, cool, bing. <laughs> and just threw myself. Uh the only thing though is like on my first few bumps, I'm one of those ones that I would like forget to tuck and I would just bop my head. Uh, but then they would like make me hold a penny with my chin. So I remember to hold it the entire time. Cause like I would hold it and then start falling back and just go, ah. <laughs> Uh, but my training experience was very, very like opening. My trainers were great with me. Uh, my trainer uh, is actually my personal uh, trainer at the gym now. He's no longer teaching wrestling, but I still go work out with him. Um, but his name's Aaron Lamada. Um, he's helped me out so much with wrestling. Um, he taught me the basics, helped me do all that. Uh, the school's ran by Two Tough Tony. Um, but I feel like my first day of training, the funny thing is I originally was supposed to just go and watch because uh, this is decided whether or not I want to do it. Because like in my head, I was like, oh, I still don't know if it's too early. Is this going to be the proper training that I need? Because um, like in my head, my game plan was finish school, uh, find a training school near college so I can find a scholarship, go there, then start my wrestling career. That was my goal. Um, but then stuff just happened early, fell into my lap and I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> uh, but I was offered to go to a class and I was like, cool, I'll show up. So I had cheerleading practice before I come in already sweaty with my cheerleading shoes on. Uh, I sat down and started watching and, uh, Rudy Switchblade was in the ring, who is my other trainer was like, oh, come on, hop in. And I was like, Cool uh started rolling around he showed me a few things and then uh my dad looks at my mom was like yep she's never getting out of there you see the smile on her face <laughs> and I, and I was sold like I didn't want to leave the rings ever since then 
Well, and you've been you've been killing it. You've been tearing it up. I mean, you've had some incredible matches. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart, 2019, um, and you won that match. And I caught clips of that on the internet, and that was a fantastic. That was a fucking barn burner. Excuse my language, but that that one I watched that match. The highlights that I could find, and it was incredible. Another great match I liked is the one with Jordan Grace. That one didn't go too well for you, but I mean, let's be honest, Jordan Grace is a beast in the ring. So I don't really see her lose too often. So don't feel bad about that one. But the match also against Sue Young was incredible, and you got the win on that one. It's hard to pin somebody who's dead, but you found a way to do it, so good for you. And uh, Marty Bell. Marty Bell at SLA was another great match. You had a great 2019, and you mentioned advice early on. But, I mean, being in the, in the ring with all these fantastic women and being trailblazers in their own right and being kind of in the thick of not so much the evolution. Evolution is long past. Revolution is long past. Now we are literally just leveling up. Women in this business are second to none. I'm a proud advocate of women's wrestling. I'm also a proud girl dad. I got two daughters. Uh, one of them's 11. She's the mini host, does little interviews with uh, wrestlers on uh, the YouTube page. And the other one's my four-year-old. She's completely crazy. And she has the best arm bar in the business. And I shit you not. I've taught her very well. She's almost made me tap out a little bit, Billy. She's only four, <laughs> going on five. So, you know, watch out. She's coming. She's on her way. She'll be coming to challenge you very soon. <laughs> But the advice you got early on and being in the ring with some of these amazing women so early on, it's got to be a little bit overwhelming, right? Consider also being a fan. I mean, we're all fans. Even wrestlers, when they start out with this, they're fans first. So how was those, those experiences? I think for me, like, I, I've talked about this a little bit, that I've never really truly got nervous before matches. I've always gotten excited. Um, and I think it was because of, like, my cheerleading background cheerleading like burn out my nerves like you had no like worries about performing anymore like nothing could go wrong <laughs> and I feel like wrestling when it comes to that it's more like okay it's showtime let's go guys um and I just get excited by this point but wrestling all these women and like how you talked about how I got this advice early on I feel like it's helped me so much as a wrestler grow um because all these women that you just named are great, great, great role models to look after. And me as a up and comer, I have all of these great women that I can follow after. But someday I hope to beat them all. <laughs> well, like I said, two out of four ain't bad. Now we just got to work on Jordan Grace and uh, Marty Bell and we'll be all right. But two out of four ain't bad. And those two wins, like I said, guys, if you don't know what I'm talking about, check out the match with Shotzi Blackheart. There are highlights on YouTube and it is fantastic. And that's actually where I caught you. I, I went down the YouTube rabbit hole. Have you ever been down that? It's scary. It's a scary, <laughs> scary rabbit hole when you get caught up in something. I think it was three hours in. Three hours in on YouTube. I was just going match after match. And I came across the highlights from that one. And my jaw hit the floor. And I'm like, who is I actually got to wrestle her twice. Uh, do you know which uh, what show it was at? Uh, it was at Girl Fight in... Okay. Yeah, it was at Girl Fight. That's what the that's what the little blip said was Girl Fight. It was either Girl Fight or uh, a promotion in Alabama for New Level. New Level was the first time I wrestled her, and Girl Fight was the second, if I remember correctly. And Girl Fight was the one I watched. I did not see the one in Alabama, but Girl Fight, I love that match from bell to bell. I love the story, and that's what a lot of people forget. They forget wrestling's a story. It's I actually call it a dance. It's two uh, people in the ring telling a story without any words yeah there's shit talking here and there when you got somebody in the corner you you kind of lay into him yeah screw you Shotzi and you give her a kick right in the face but other than that it's literally no words 
and you just you tell this amazing story until it's over and i gotta say for somebody uh yourself a young up-and-comer you carry yourself very well you're somebody that i would be honored to show i actually have showed a couple matches to my daughters they both think you're super awesome so you got two fans here in canada so when the borders open and you can start getting booked over here you let us know because we're going to come scream our heads off for you but um, how is that? How, how is that when you wrestle in front of little girls and you see the same excitement that was on your face? That's got to be awesome for you, right? It's such like a strange feeling to know that you were in that spot once and you can make people feel the joy, but it's so nice at the same time because you're like, oh, I'm making someone feel the way I did back then. And that's, and that's got to be the coolest thing ever, right? I mean, when a little girl comes up to you, you must have gotten gifts at shows. You must have somebody drew a picture for you, something. That's got to be, like, amazing. Yeah, I actually have, like, uh, there's, like, this bucket in my closet because I refuse to throw away any of my fan art because I think it's so adorable. So it all goes into this bucket in my closet because my mom's like, you have too much you're not putting out because I used to have it on my uh bulletin board and it was just too much going on she's like you gotta you gotta figure something out <laughs> and I'm also one of those people uh <laughs> like I don't keep track of like how many matches I have like some people like type out their matches and like all of that and like keep track um I keep track of like how many times I've been handed money and like envelopes so I'll keep all the envelopes too and my mom's like, you don't even know what show this is from. And I was like, it means something to me. <laughs> but that's that's a piece that's a piece of history. When when they do the Billy Starks exhibit in the Hall of Fame, you'll have all those envelopes plastered all over the wall. It'll be awesome. It'll be absolutely incredible. It, it how was it getting your first check from wrestling? Like getting your first paid wrestling gig. Do you still have that that money? You have that frame somewhere? I don't think so. So like I it took me a minute before I was like ah I I think it also took me a minute before like I started to worry about money and wrestling because I was more worried about wrestling like I wanted to be in the ring and had fun and like my first match was at my training school I didn't expect to get paid I didn't and like that's they're giving me opportunity to wrestle so I shouldn't be worried about that this is my first match is in I'm not gonna be good. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the funny thing is in my first match, I actually got hurt. I jumped off the top rope and I sprained my ankle and I still finished the match. I ended up like doing a whole run on my ankle into a handstand and then flipping a girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was very like interesting. And then I remember after the show, uh, I was walking around with like this walker that we had up in this office uh, and someone tried to help me. I said, I'm independent. Like, <laughs> like I'm just being a jerk. Uh, and I was just emotional. But I remember, like, riding that adrenaline high after my first match. It was like, oh, this is so much fun. <laughs> Talk to me about cheerleading. Because I know in the States, cheerleading is insane. And you've mentioned hard workouts. You've mentioned you probably did two-a-day, three-a-day practices. And some of the insane stuff you guys do. Like, cheerleading is no joke. It's intense. It's we don't see here in Canada. We don't we don't take sports as seriously as you guys. You guys are passionate <laughs> as your sports here. We take three things seriously. Okay, that's hockey, drinking, and screaming at the television when the sports guy we want screws up. That's kind of what we do when it comes to sports. Uh, we're very passionate about hockey, obviously, but other sports here are just starting to get their legs underneath them. Soccer, uh, 
basketball, football, but they have don't have the program into development like you guys do there. We have cheerleading programs here as well, but they're not as intense as what you guys <laughs> do over there. So, I mean, with cheerleading came the gymnastics background. So the transition to wrestling must have been pretty easy, right? Um, I think what came easy from like wrestling to or cheerleading to wrestling was like honestly the roles and stuff. But it also I had to break some habits. Like in cheerleading, you're always supposed to have these really sharp motions. And wrestling, you're uh, allowed to be sharp, but you also have to be relaxed. And I just remember in cheerleading, my body the entire time I was always like locked out. But it's sometimes like dangerous to lock out some of your body parts because it's someone like, oh, picks your leg. You're supposed to fall back. But if you lock out your leg, that can hurt your knee. And I'm like, uh, my body's so stiff. <laughs> and it was like one of those habits that I had to break over time. Uh, I still get told that sometimes I need to relax. And I feel like it's because my adrenaline starts to kick in and then my bad habits kick in of like the, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I could I could see that bad habits are, are hard to break. And, and when you're going for transitioning from one sport to another, it's got to be overwhelming. But uh, the strides you've made and the the advice that you've had is incredible. And if there's a young fan that's watching that is kind of looking to follow the same path, I want to get into wrestling. I love it so much. I want to train. I want to do that stuff. What's the advice? I mean, you're you're only three years in yourself. So growing and evolving, we keep learning constantly. From the first moment we take our first breath to the moment we take our last breath, we're always learning. That's how we evolve and grow as people, individuals, and as a society as a whole. So if there's a young fan watching, what would be the one piece of advice you'd want to give them right off the bat? Honestly, just be a good person. That will take you so far in life. And I know as cheesy as it sounds, but like uh, being a good person just makes other people feel better and it'll make you a way better one. And if you wanted to make it anywhere in life, you just have to be a good person because anybody will be willing to help you. That's some great advice. I think that's that's great advice in the world. I uh, it took me a long time to learn that. You're you're ahead of your years. You're a wise old soul. I have to say that. Um, talking like about my ramen and soup, I get told that I'm old all the time because I I love cranberry juice. Uh, Shotzi, the mania that we are in uh, New York and New Jersey. Uh, we stayed in like the same Airbnb. We had like different floors. I was on the floor above her and I came down at one point. I'm drinking cranberry juice and she's looking at me like, what's going on? She, she was like, you have a UTI? And I was like, no, I just like cranberry juice. What do you mean? What's that? I'm just like sitting there like, huh? <laughs> that, that is an amazing story. That is definitely, I'm going to use that for promo for the episode for sure. Oh, the story <laughs> of cranberry juice. Um, what? Talk to me about Pizza Cat. Pizza Cat oh, Jr. The, the legend of Pizza Cat Jr. Yes, uh, yes. Pizza Cat Jr. is one of my alter egos, uh, very Lucha-based. Um, it was given to me by Pizza Cat Sr., a.k.a. Shotzi Blackheart. Um, it debuted on Bizarro Lucha, and uh, the last time I wrestled as Pizza Cat was for a girl fight show um back in October I believe so you've hung up pizza cat completely pizza cat is no not completely it just hasn't been around yet okay so does does pizza cat come out when Billy feels like she her back's against the wall like you got to go extra with it is that when pizza cat comes out to play I think pizza cat honestly just comes out to play whenever there's pizza like if you you say oh there's pizza here pizza cat cut is coming uh, that's all you gotta say pizza say less <laughs> 
So in terms of pizza, I mean, what's your go-to topics? Are you classic uh, straight pepperoni girl or you like to switch it up a little bit? We're like a meat lovers. I also love uh, potato pizza, okay, uh, which is what I was introduced uh, to at Anarchy. Uh, and I just fell in love. I was like, oh, potato pizza. My uh, personal trainer hates me because of my eating habits. Like I love Taco Bell. I, I, oh, I'm the worst. He'll look at me, what you eat today? I was like, ah, as I show up at the Waffle House, had the hash browns and like smothered. <laughs> He's like, okay, two extra laps, get it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's punishment. That's, it's only fair. It, it's only fair. Okay. I get it. You've got the metabolism, you know, uh, uh, amazing metabolism, but okay. I'm getting, I'm gaining weight just listening to how you eat. I yeah, can't do that. Bad. I, I told him before I left, I was like, oh, the Fiesta potatoes are back at Taco Bell. You know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> oh, oh, to Billy's personal trainer. Thank you for being so patient. So patient <laughs> for putting up with all this. So what about, okay, the age old question right now, just a yes or no answer. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? It's a no for me. I no. actually, uh, I think it's because of, how I enjoy pineapple I enjoy pineapple as cold okay right. so like when it's on pizza it bothers me like it just like pineapple shouldn't be warm that's like how my mind thinks about it but because I like kiwi on pizza I tried kiwi on pizza and I really enjoyed it for some reason uh commander man Dan uh was doing his whole like thing and he cooked uh kiwi on pizza and I was like oh, I'll try a slice it was not bad I'll have to, I'll have to take your, your word on that. I don't know if I could do kiwi on pizza. I do enjoy pineapple on pizza, but I also enjoy, um, uh, like they have this, uh, Colombian barbecue place in and around my house, uh, in and around my area where you literally flip up this card and you just, they just keep feeding you different kinds of meat and marinated different and grilled. The different. Best. And, but the dessert is pineapple roasted with cinnamon. And let me tell you, Pineapple sound like it would work, but it works. Billy, it works. I tell you, it works. Pineapple can't be warm. No, it's like ice cream being warm. No. <laughs> well, at least you're a little bit nicer than Slice Boogie. When I interviewed Slice Boogie, uh, and I told him, I said, Hawaiian pizza is kind of my go-to. He, Because he's from Queens, New York. He's like, are you serious? Like, that's the worst thing ever. Like, you don't, you don't do that. Like, you go classic. See, my mom's a Hawaiian lover. And then my brother also loves uh, bell peppers on his pizza. And I'm like, y'all, y'all doing too much for me. <laughs> bell, bell peppers is okay. Listen, there's a combination. My wife is, is full blown Italian. So there's a combination that she tr treated me with. I don't know if you know this stuff, but prosciutto, it's a type of Italian meat. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, then roasted red peppers. So red peppers, but you know, uh, I don't know how they do it, but with the olive oil and all that stuff, they roast it, put it on top. And then bocconcini cheese, which is like a soft mozzarella. And that combination, Billy, that combination works. So next time, you should probably write that down somewhere. Next time, yeah. you got to try that. You got to try that, okay? And I guarantee you, Pizza Cat will come out. Pizza Cat will come out and do a, a, a lap around the block. Rubs around the block. Right, that's it. She'll just be so excited. So that's Pizza Cat's uh, squash match, whoever they run into. I think they're done for. That's it. I love it. Um, in terms of your nicknames your other nicknames uh blue gremlin space jesus where did these names come from 
Um, it's a little all over the place. Okay. Uh, some of them are jokes. Some of them are just like what my friends call me. I get called the blue gremlin uh, because of my blue hair, obviously. Uh, and I act like a gremlin sometimes. I'm very, <laughs> very like, or sometimes. Uh, we, uh, Space Jesus is like this little inside joke that came about because this guy uh, who was a very intricate, interesting character himself uh was a street fighter and has a tattoo of alien jesus tattooed across his chest walking across water and he we nicknamed him space jesus but then he's a whole mess so uh a ring announcer like came into our locker room was like who wants to be announced as space jesus all of us knowing the joke and i looked at him and said and by that time i forgot i even said something and i went out to the ring and he says it and i go I'm keeping it. This is a vibe. <laughs> what do your friends think about you wrestling? Do they dig it? Uh, like when I first started wrestling, I started very early. I lost a lot of people close to me because I wasn't there anymore. Like I was traveling. I wasn't home. I couldn't hang out. Uh, but a lot of my friends understood. Uh, like one of my friends is a dancer. So when competition uh, season comes, we never see her. <laughs> She's, she's like I had to go uh, but we still talk on the phone and I'm like what are you up to and she's like fill me in on everything and I'm like good 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 um, but yeah like I still try to have a friend base outside of wrestling because I do feel like wrestling is very like wishy-washy sometimes mm -hmm. like everybody has to worry about themselves and like, I understand that. Like I have to worry about my career. You have to worry about yours. We'll see each other when we see each other, but it's always nice when you run into those people you haven't seen in a while at shows and been like, hey, how are you been? Um, I feel like wrestling honestly could be like such a welcoming community. My buddy wants attention so bad and just keeps jumping out of their little house. <laughs> I, love I was wondering what you were looking at. I'm like, oh, she's doing one of these. Maybe she's not interested. Maybe I suck at my job. No. I don't <laughs> My my buddy wants to run around and wants attention. At one point, they were chewing on my shoelaces, and I'm like, "Leave me alone!" <laughs> it seems like you have such a great outlook on everything. You're very positive. I get maybe you're sometimes gremlin. Thankfully, I caught you on a good day. It seems like I, caught, I guess I just caught you because you just ate. You let me eat before the podcast, and I was like, "Cool, cool, I'm ready now." <laughs> Absolutely, I would, and I, I totally would. If you had said to me, if you had messaged me and said, "Listen, I need 15 minutes. I got to eat." Hey, it's all good. I get it. I completely understand. No problem. But uh, that obviously comes with the good outlook. Comes with you know the great family support that you have, the great friends outside of wrestling that you have, and stuff like that. But with all the amazing people that you faced and all the the stuff that you've accomplished very early on, uh, pressure's on because you've got to keep having these level up moments. And I st I stole this. This saying from a wrestler here in Canada, Holden Albright, I always shout him out when I say I stole it, but he called these moments level up. So when you, when you reach that glass ceiling and you got to find a way to punch through or you level up in like a video game, you've had so much early success very early on in your career and you're only going to get better. And like I said, you're fantastic at what you do and your presence in the ring is great and you never smile, but I got to ask, or you never stop smiling, but I got to ask this question, heel or face? When you have to play the darker character, do you enjoy that or are you straight bubblegum with it? Uh, almost cocky when I'm a heel. Uh, the same as if I'm a baby face. The baby face is more like I'm here for the fans. I, I'm having fun for you guys. 
And when I'm a heel, it's I'm having fun for myself. And it makes people want to hate me. <laughs> Uh, but very often, most of the time, I am playing babyface because uh, that's what people see me as. And I'm like, I'm here to make other people. But if I need to, I can turn that switch and take it right back. Well, and that's and that's impressive skills to learn early on. I mean, alter egos, you know, you know how to play the crowd. Uh, I feel like you've been in this business for 30 years. Like you just the, the knowledge is ridiculous. And your ring psychology and IQ is fantastic. So um, I guess one of my only few questions left is what's next for Billy Starks? Like, where do we go from here? Are we working on any more in-ring work that we're adding to our repertoire? Are we working on maybe another alter ego, another nickname? I don't know. I mean, the world's your oyster right now. Like I say, you, you're impressive as hell and I enjoy watching you work. And I, I think that's a talent to you and who you are as a performer and as a person. Um, so currently... I'm working on building up uh, my strength for mania so and my endurance, so I'm prepared. Uh, and then I have been adding a few little tricks in my book of, oh, I think this would be cute or this or this. Uh, oh, I feel like if this person goes through this, maybe this is a reversal I can hit. Um, just coming up with new ideas so I can pull out some stunts. I like it. I like it a lot. I think it's great. And... Um... In terms of your training and how, uh, I mean, we know that your eating habits are not the best. Your personal, you've said it on wax, your personal trainer hates you because your eating habits are all over the place. Um, is it maybe that's something we're going to work on? Are we going to work on trying to make sure your personal trainer doesn't have to give you three extra laps every session? No, I am continuing with my bad eating habits. I'll just be honest here. <laughs> I, I'll try, like I'll go for it, and then I'll I'll get around, and there's just like I'll I'll see some Taco Bell and it's over. It's so hard to eat good on the road too. I've seen people do it, and I'm like, Bravo to you. Could it be me? <laughs> so is Taco Bell the go-to, or do you have any other favorite restaurants that you love? I love Taco Bell, Chick Fil A. I am a very bad <laughs> influence when it comes to food. Uh, Kayla Cassidy goes and works out with me and she will leave and she's like oh we should head home and I was like we should drive five guys on the way home she looks at me and she's like oh. <laughs> like she wants to do it but she knows she's doing it <laughs> but she could blame you she could say it was your fault yeah she, does, she puts the heat on me but then she'll post on Twitter and be like dang funnel fries sound real good right now and I said cool cool and you try to put the blame on me <laughs> <laughs> well I mean you you've proven to be the catalyst you've proven that in certain situations you are the one that kind of leads the way with the bad eating habits so really it can always lead back to you it's kind of like that fingerprinting in a murder case it's always going to lead back to the prime suspect and when it comes down to it you would be the prime suspect but I think we'll, I think we'll wrap it up just because of the, You're good. but this was an amazing conversation and I appreciate the time you gave me today. We'll have to do it again when zoom is on our side, but um, hopefully we can get this before we wrap up. You want to shout out your socials and let everybody know where they can follow you and your journey in the wonderful world of wrestling. Um, all of my social media is at Billy Starks, B I L L I E. And then Starks is S T A R K Z. Um, that's, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can follow me on all that. 
if you want to go check out my merch, it's linked in my Twitter bio, or you can go to bigstarksbrand.com. And gang, gang, bless up, guys. Billy, thank you so much for the time. And I want to officially let you know now, you are a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you want to come back and actually do this again when technical difficulties are not killing us and internet signals don't suck, I would absolutely love to have you back on the show. I would love to come back. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, that's it for this one, guys. This has been an awesome conversation with uh, my one to watch, Billy Starks. So make sure you keep your eyes on her because I tell you that this girl is going to catch fire and she's going to blow up. And uh, you remember that you saw her on my show first. Well, not first, but I don't know, second or third. I'm in the top five anyways. So Billy, before you go, if internet prevails. All right, all right. Before you go, if internet prevails, can you just look at the camera and sell them on who you're, who they're watching or who they're listening to? Give them a little Billy Starks on Straight Talk Wrestling. Hey guys, this is Billy Starks and you're listening to Straight Talk Wrestling. I love it. It's fire. It's going in a trailer on my YouTube page. So thank you so much, Billy. You are an amazing person <laughs> and I can't wait to see what else you're going to do. I'm really, really excited for what the future holds for you because I believe the sky is the limit when it comes to a talent like you. And a talent like you only comes along once in a while. So one day we're going to see your name in even brighter lights and you're going to, you're going to blow the roof off of a whole lot of places. And I can't wait to see it. Thank you so much. All right. You take care. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And we are going to talk very, very soon. Sounds good. I hope you have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace, not in my lead. You out of place, I'm not at the top, I'm outer space. Can't eat with us, we're out of place. I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great. You're not my fan, you can't relate. Straight talk going.